0: Hey, hey, we are calling all the stars to fall. This is the 80s kids. This is Ben Davis. I am Carthy. We are going to be ringing the bell for all to hear today. We are doing the best 80s TV theme songs episode today. been pushing it hard all week, and we hope that some of you, well, we hope some of you saw
1: the reels. <laughs> Oh, I know some of you saw the reels. I've seen the numbers. So if you enjoy the reels, remember, make sure to like, subscribe, comment, etc. If there's anything we can do better, if there's anything that y'all like, tell us. We'll take care of it. No big deal. We do it out of the pleasure of our hearts. Yeah, yeah, we do that. I, I enjoy doing it. It's a lot of fun. If this was a job, then I finally would understand what they meant by, if you truly love your job, and you never have to go to work a day in your life well making the videos is
0: fun i meant publishing a story i never thought in my life i'd be like i'm doing a social media story you're naturally good at it so <laughs> thank you
1: i like them i've spent all of them. my
0: entire life trying to keep my social media presence to about 25 to 30 friends and now i'm uh, trying
1: the opposite that has been true of you over the past years yes yes <laughs> no, I at one point had to have Twitter followers. So I did whatever it took. Yeah. Got over 500 and then said, okay, I've reached milestone. I'm done now. All right. And just let them dwindle ever since then. Don't give a crap. <laughs> Facebook, I never friended anybody that I didn't directly know. Yeah. So if I got weird friend requests, I wasn't someone who wanted to have 1,100 friends. I wanted to actually say, yes, I know all. Maybe 536 was my max at some point. Mm-hmm. But I knew all of them, I can say. They, I either worked with them, I went to school with them. They were somebody's dad. I mean, I mean God bless mm-hmm. somebody's mom and dad. Or, uh, you know, just random folks. But I was never into a social media presence <laughs> just to get famous. Um, however, we both know I was the Twitter whisperer for some reason. Yeah. Every famous person I wrote, wrote back to me and I don't understand why. I do not claim any cool factor. I don't claim any Twitter knowledge, but I can name at least 10 celebrities who had direct in, like interaction with me, and I couldn't figure out why they decided to answer my tweets, versus the other one bazillion people who were on there.
0: I've had one celebrity tweet back, and it was from the, the dude who made The Walking Dead.
1: Ah, yes. Um, that is Frank Nicotero. So, Greg Nicotero. He responded to me. And me and Frank Nicotero, who was the host of. Stru- uh, oh, was it? Oh, my God. It was a show where he was on the street asking trivia questions. Oh, uh, you. Oh, my brain. You got Ben. You got me. Oh, gosh. It was such a funny show. And he's a comedian. And me oh. and him emailed back and forth for like. Because he used to do Yahoo's Entertainment Minute. Oh, dude, I don't know, man. And I would but his I mean his brother's <laughs> famous because he does the walk and dead, and then he was already famous. Oh. Um because of the uh, talk show that he was on and his comic acts. I mean, he's he's a very good comedian. He has several CDs out. Um, so Frank Nicotero, if anybody wants to look him up, he <laughs> I mean, he's around our age, believe it or not. But uh, he was very, very popular um, for several bits that he did. So if you ever want to buy a CD and laugh your butt off, definitely buy that. Street Smarts.
2: Street Smarts.
1: Yes. He would go around and he would ask different questions to people. And then the two people who were um, the contestants would bet on whether they thought the person would get it right or not. And that's how you got points. Okay. And some people would amaze you and come with these answers out of their butt um, about like American history or whatever. Uh, but then sometimes, like, it'd be like, when's the 4th of July? And
0: <laughs> you know? So that's like a jaywalking from Jay Leno. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, he finds the dumbest people on you earth. You like find the
1: dumbest people, and you're just like, you bet your points, and you're yeah. like, oh, God, he didn't get it right. But yes, so uh, not to get too much on a tangent. But again, a, a celebrity whisper. I have a whole folder in my Yahoo that is just purely Frank Nicotero.
0: I think I'm going to have to pull in the wife here. She got a response on Instagram from John Cohen. You know this guy? I don't know him. A uh, producer for several of the uh, Illumination movies, uh, Despicable Me, Angry Birds movie. Horton Hears a Who? I mean,
1: don't know. Alyssa Milano told me thanks for saying that she was the hottest NFL person modeling the things. Oh. Um, the guy that was the original... Um, Dean on that Big Bang Theory he was also in the West Wing oh, that, and on yeah. Sports Talk
0: yes he was the original uh, he was the, the White House counsel
1: on West yes, Wing yes very very good actor um, he made fun of me because I made a silly tweet and mm. so me and him had it back and forth like he so he said something about Oriental and Asian and I just I mean I'm just sitting there literally on the commode I hate to say it mm-hmm and I write, Oriental things, Asian people. And he writes back, stupid you. And so it gets like a million likes. And I went, okay, well, you know, I've been a big fan of yours for a long time. But you go ahead and keep pretending and I'll keep neonatal babies on their life support. <laughs> yeah. You know, because that's what I did. Yeah. And then he wrote back, if you think keeping neonatal babies is as important as a side bit on a very popular show, then you're... True. I mean it was it was a brilliant response you know what I mean but it also kind of he was like okay I get it dude like yeah and so I went well I'm still gonna keep my sports sports night DVDs and he said please burn them Mm. (laughs) I I was it was back and forth I don't know why (laughs) Uh, me and Bobby from Supernatural who was also yes on uh, what was the one that was on HBO about the West even got the movie um, oh, Deadwood. Deadwood. He was in Deadwood as one yeah. of the main characters, too. Yeah. I told him that I thought one of the uh, one of the producers ruined two or three episodes, and he came back at me. Yeah. And she's a good friend. And I went, whoa there, Hoss. I didn't mean <laughs> to... She's a good friend. And I said, I didn't mean to offend you there. I said, but there's certain things that people want. And he said, well, international viewership is up. And I said, U.S. viewership is down. And I said, we... Love you. We want you back. And so he kind of got the idea that I might have been fanboying a little bit. Yeah. So he backed down just a little bit. But I went back. I mean, you can. I got. I got him saved. I go back and forth with celebrities. Why they answer me? I have no. Bruce yeah. Campbell completely answered me. Yeah. Uh, me and Seth Green's wife. Mm-hmm. I used to. We used to go back and forth all the time. I would send her memes like stupid Star Wars memes, and she would always retweet them and everything. Why? I have no idea. I am just, hey, I'm the Twitter whisperer. That's all I can say. And there's another 15 examples. I mean, there's 15 examples of that. I can keep going down the list of famous people for some reason. Answer me. Well, I, I did get
0: Kid Rock to respond to me one time on Facebook. So,
1: um, and that's not something to brag about, listeners, at all. I know we got off on a No, I'm bragging. There, I got Kid Rock to respond to me. I'm not bragging <laughs> about the fact that celebrities <laughs> responded to me. I'm saying I think it's the weirdest thing ever because there is nothing special about my Twitter profile at all. No, I'm bragging. Nah, I'm bragging a little bit. So. All happy. right, let's get into it. I'm happy that I got Kid Rock. I'm just maybe. saying. Even though
0: it probably wasn't even him, it's probably some fake. Even though person.
1: they have no clue who I am, we're best friends in my mind. That's right, yeah. He and Bobby
0: are out in the backyard later smoking a cigar. I
1: have had a barbecue with all of the characters from Supernatural. Because he I am that awesome at Twitter.
0: He sent me a selfie. It was quite awesome, actually. It was awesome. It was very awesome. I was there. <laughs> I wish I could remember there were at least two awesome segues into what we're going to talk about, but they've kind of slipped my mind yeah we
1: went off on a tangent we did sorry I mean, listeners but if you listen to our podcast then you know ben and i will I, slip off into a I tangent had a real good one even set up there
0: for a second and uh, that even kind of just faded away oh it was um something to do with, the, with that uh the thing that the guy who re- responded to my tweet yes from the walking dead yes i uh greg nicotero yeah, that's right i uh he he was fishing and he caught this weird looking thing i said you know it kind of looks like the thing that crawled out of spock's ear in the wrath of khan and he responded to me that you know that's from star trek II, everybody and that kind of goes into our uh thing hey, here. Hey, there we go now
1: we got our now trailer. we're on
0: to the you know the best uh theme songs from the 80s and this didn't make the list but it's kind of in my honorable mentions Please do star trek the next generation it didn't make my list. That was in the eighties? Nineteen eighty-nine.
1: Okay, so that is why I think it's a nineties show. Yes. But its first episode was in the eighty-nine it was in the fall. 80s, yeah, man. Um, then I would say that's probably one of the reasons it's probably considered a nineties top yeah. ten and not an eighties. Um, however, you pointed this out. It's suspiciously similar to the movie.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and so I don't know if it's an original. I always thought it was an original composition. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically for that show, my mom and I would Sunday dinner. I don't care. Me and mom at the kitchen table with our little tiny TV. We watched (laughs) it every week. We were very religious on watching our Star Trek. So that one has, uh, you know, the the whole podcast is about nostalgia. I mean, if we're getting down to the roots of it. So uh, nostalgia wise, believe me, that one has a special place because it was one of the things me and my mom bonded about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She loved the original 60s show. She loved William Shatner, so I've seen every episode of the original. That kind of started me down my sci-fi pathway. I'll be honest, it was my mom, not my dad.
0: Let me ask you this. Your mom was a Kirk man. Kirk, yes, so absolutely. So was she a Riker or Picard man?
1: Um, Riker, the beard. Okay. Yep, yep, it was the beard. Um, although, you know, she found Picard... Um, in her own words, a more commanding figure than Kirk. Kirk was kind yeah. of, uh, I don't know, Sweden on a lot of things. Like, you know what I mean? He really took it like without, uh, he wasn't so serious about everything. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he let things unfold where it seems more like, uh, uh, and now we're really showing our nerd flags. Um, <laughs> uh, I feel like uh, Picard was very by the book. Welcome to very with nerd flags with Ben Carter. Yeah, seriously, nerd <laughs> flags. Hang it upside down in case of emergency. Um, but yes, I think he was more by the book. And so that's why you didn't have the romantic kind of 60s vibe that you did in the original. It was not more mater- uh, uh, materialistic, um, militaristic, mm. but uh, a... Uh, attending that we both knew. I don't want to say his name without his permission, but he was a Navy captain. First name? Arjun. Oh, okay. Um, he was a Navy captain, so one of the things we used to like talking about was the fact that they used Navy ranks for... Yes. And the well, fact... it was a fleet. It was a fleet, and the fact that the next one was closer to ship duty than the first one. Hmm, Okay. It just, it had more of a, for him, he said, man, sailors and military people loved that show more than people know, because it was sci-fi, so it gave him something else to think about, of course, but it also followed a lot of military protocols that people didn't realize that they were following. Okay. In terms of uh, the ranks, um, how they interacted, um, how people passed people on the ship, it, mm-hmm. was, it was all very accurate. And so, I know for at least Dr. A, mm-hmm. he loved that show. He absolutely loved it. Yeah. Okay. And he was, um, I guess I can say this without, he was on the USS Mercy. So, he was on the medical ship. Mm-hmm. The medical. Yeah. So, anyway, off subject. So, what would he, make
0: sense with his profession?
1: Uh, he's a doctor. He yes. he never gave up his, um, he was not. Uh Captain, A, when I met him, he was lieutenant commander.
0: Lieutenant, com- it just has more of a, it just sounds cool when you say lieutenant commander, it just
1: does. Or well, commander, rather. There's ah. lieutenant commander, than commander. Hmm. Uh, captain's neat. Because Riker is a commander. He is? But he's the highest ranking commander. hmm that's why he said number one. Yes, number And in one of the episodes... God, we're going way off topic. But in one of the episodes... Well, I guess we're talking about Star Trek. at Honorable mention. Yeah, we thing. are. Um, in one of the episodes, there's an alien or something. And uh, he poses as the second commander. Because uh, Dude, Picard oh, actually calls him off. number two.
0: Yeah, I don't remember. They had
1: two commanders Who on... Who was the... number two? Was that Geordi? No, it was Data. No. It was Data. Um, technically, yes, but... Uh, he was a lieutenant commander for a long time before he got yeah. promoted. And then you had uh, Lieutenant Worf. Yeah. I think Tricia Yar was a lieutenant commander. Um, and then Ensigns running yeah. the ship.
0: Frankly, out of all the Star Trek, out of all of it, my most
1: favorite officer out of all of them, Dr. Bones. Um, I think... He has a special part in a lot of people's minds because he was, I think, one of the more relatable characters in that show because he was the only one who showed any sense of the fact that Spock was an alien. <laughs> that was, that's not the reason. I mean, but yeah, yeah, I'm not trying to me, be mean about yeah. that, but if you honestly think about it, you green blooded, blooded bastard, son of a bitch. or are you unfeeling? Everybody else was just like, "Oh, it's him." Yeah, only he would like kind of mention that, and so I think that ingrained in Plus, a lot of people. He so, was a you know, he as has well. some prejudice. He sounds southern. That's another great point. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things. So, all right, um, honorable mention: Star Trek: Next Generation. Yeah. We've gone enough into that. Also, real quick, Yar got fired because she posed in Playboy. Which is going to come into one of our theme songs? Yes, uh, I'm
0: definitely going to be looking that up later. Yeah,
1: man, put that one in the bank if you know what I mean. Um, she also
0: came back on. I didn't, I didn't realize it, but there was a show called Southland. I don't know if you ever saw. Yeah, that. she
1: came back. She was on that. Yes, I'm like, and, hey, and, she's, and she's made uh, appearances through different sci-fi in, yeah. a, in a lot of different ways. So, However, but yes, this will come up in one of our top tens. I promise you. Okay, great. Agains.
0: All right, so. Uh, he just said uh, top 10, but it's really more of a honorable mention, plus sort of like a 15. I used uh, tvline.com for this list. I didn't come up with my own, but I kind of did.
1: If we give it, if we give uh, everyone the next generation treatment, uh, just go ahead and make yourself a sandwich, because this is going to be a three-hour podcast. Yeah, this so. is going to be a good one.
0: You're going to enjoy this, because not only are we going to... Tell you theme songs, and we're going to sing them for you. We're going to do instrumentals, and we're going to tell you all about the TV shows. And you're going to laugh, you're going to cry, you're going to reminisce, and you're going to miss your grandmother.
1: This is going to be a good time. Well, I will say that there's not one of these shows that we're going to talk about that I didn't watch at my grandmother's house. Exactly. See? Now, I also watched it at my house with my parents. Yeah. But I did watch every single one of them my grandma. Well, or I Mimi. won't...
0: Normally, I would start off with my number one, but sometimes I feel that we lag a little bit in our very last little bit, so I kind of want to save number one to the end. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it for the energy. So this is one that I know you have talked about a lot and you really like, and I had really forgotten how awesome this theme song was until I played it up.
1: Fair enough. Night Court. Night Court with the bass. It um, is, man, I'm sorry. That is
0: so good. I can't do it, or I uh, would like saxophone. Yes, but uh, uh, if you guys go on to any of our social medias, it is on the very first reel I created for this uh, episode. Yeah, the, the very first one. Yes, sir. It's, absolutely, it is on there. And I think I'm. Yes, I even put out a quick little twenty to thirty second uh, solo one for it as well.
1: Yes, and the new night court uh, with Melissa Roche is it is, the same song? Is, it's okay. Um, It's not the exact same song. They redid it a little bit, but it will still send anyone in the Gen X era, let's say, because that would really encompass most of the people, if I'm being honest, Mm -hmm. that would encompass most of the people that would remember that theme song. Um, Yeah, it'll send chills down your spine because um, you're going to remember what it felt like to be a kid on Thursday night in the 80s. Man. And it, 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 it is a good reproduction But there is nothing that even come close to the original. Um, Dan uh, is at his prime in that. I mean, he really, really is. And uh, and then Harry literally was a comedian uh, who was a magician. And so when they cast it, they didn't realize he was both those things. But that's what they were looking for. So he fell into the role. So that's why I believe that that show was meant to be. Solely based on that little tidbit that I looked up. They didn't know they were looking for Harry, and they found him. Wow. Um, and then the interaction between uh, uh, Dan and uh, Christine, uh-huh. the uh, DA versus the prosecutor, priceless. Uh, you had Bull, who played the seven-foot dumb giant, <laughs> um, later replaced by Roz. Roz. Um, who was the no-nonsense African-American female that would whoop your ass in a heartbeat. Um, Still, a, she was rather large. Uh, uh, no, I mean, I don't want her to punch me. She looked like a linebacker. best of uh, Yes, uh, but again, don't want her to punch me. No, sir. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, if you're going to be a bailiff, you you got to understand what you're getting into, especially right, sure. in the setting of one of the poor parts of town in New York City, yeah. and it's night court because there's so many court cases that in new york the legal system has to run 24 Mm -hmm. hours a day unlike us i know that's crazy that that Um, that's a
0: that's a real thing so uh
1: if you get a chance listeners i would say definitely check it out if you want to see an 80s um i'm sure it's someplace if you want to binge watch it that is classic to the core 80s sitcom gold
0: yeah, I, I enjoy it. I'm trying to remember what year it came out. I want to and say... And
1: as I said, uh, this was something we talked about earlier. For the Star Trek nerds out there, you're going to really die within the first two episodes because you're going to see Lieutenant Commander Data.
0: Yeah, Bert Spiner. Brent yeah. Spiner Brent is in. Yeah. one He's of the. Uh, I, I,
1: I said the first episode the last time I said it. I'm not sure if it's the first. It might be the second. But I, I'm most positive it's the first episode. And again, he plays a, like a country bumpkin.
0: Man, I bet he was super thin.
1: Oh, it was ridiculously thin. I don't know how you called that, but you were absolutely right. Super, well, super thin.
0: Yeah, because I'm thinking of how he was in in the next generation. and
1: He looked, you know. He like filled m- out. He had his yeah, man face yeah, versus, I think, when he was in his 20s. Yeah. You know, you still have that skinny face, mm-hmm. and then your man face comes out. Yeah. Um. But then, it, I mean, he didn't age for like 30 years. <laughs> no, he did a good job. He but, didn't age for 30 yeah. years. It was kind of crazy. He went through the 90s. Through the, you know, because he was on the Big Bang Theory. Like, you look the exact same, except you have gray hair.
0: When he was in Independence
1: Day, he did not look good. That was, again, a masterpiece of uh, the VX people. They purposely made him look like a crazy Einstein. I thought like he put on a little weight though. No, or he was, was actually th- thinner there than he was when he was commander of uh, really? Commander Data. Yes. I mean, it, was, it must thinner. have been the hair that made him it's look like It's the hair it, yeah. and the makeup. Remember, they can wow. make you look any way you yeah. want in Hollywood. Well, now he's he's a little He's been in the recent episodes. Uh, he's been in Picard. It's, I just watched the new one. Did you watch the new one yet? Uh, no. Uh, I'm saving it. I always binge watch those type of shows. Uh, I watch them in a weekend. I can't go understand. week by week. The only show I go week by week for is The Last of Us mm-hmm. right now, and then The Mandalorian or Obi-Wan Kenobi, things like that. I will actually tune yeah. in. That's the, that's, it's weird because they brought back tune-in TV streaming yep. services yes, did. they did um, which I think is fantastic because I want to have viewing parties like they used to when it came to like Game of Thrones yeah. or whatever that is so much fun and um, I will say this um, you know about Netflix you can create a viewing party
0: yeah it's kind of cool
1: you know when everybody's just watching it at the same time and you can make comments and all that that is kind of a cool option um, but yeah, man, it just it's one of those things that I will make sure to watch every week. The show you mentioned. And you know, I'll wait till it's done Picard. However, you right I now, have seen the first two seasons.
0: Uh well, this first episode of season 3 better than any of the other episodes so far. Wow, that's that's impressive. Yeah, it that's was all it was it was like actually watching an episode of uh any of the old Star Treks. Any of them. Any I, of I think, them
1: uh the Orville is the best... Oh, that's awesome. I love that show. It is the best uh, feeling awesome. for the 90s. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, I, again, I consider uh, Next Generation 90s, even though, like we talked about earlier, it's 89. My- um, i I yeah. uh, feel like it's a 90s show, and Seth McFarlane, Mac- excuse me, did a perfect job of making me feel nostalgic watching that show. And on top of it, if you haven't watched it because it's Seth McFarlane and you're thinking more along the lines of family guy or American dad or some of the kind of more uh, out there, crazy Uh things that he does, give this a chance. Give it a chance because the storylines are very, very on topic in terms of they're poignant to today's, let's say, issues.
0: They are. They are that.
1: And on top of it, there's a lot less humor than you think there is. There is humor. But it really is uh, very well written. It's situational and, humor. Situational humor, and it's real. It's a little bit more real than the, the Odyssey that was the next generation. I don't think next people generation. realized that
0: before he became the comedian with all the voices that he was originally just a nerd.
1: Yes, he was a nerd, um, and uh, he learned how to sing. He actually had a, a natural talent, but he actually like learned under the people that taught Sinatra. And like, I don't know how he did it. So um, another plug for Seth, even though I'm not getting anything out of this, if you want to hear great 50s, 60s band style music. Yeah, big band. He's good. Big band. Uh, He has an album out that is one of the best ones that I've ever heard. So just, again, give it a chance. Uh, But back to the original topic, because we went next generation and blah, blah, blah. All the way from Night Court. Night Court. That well, bass intro and then the horns, one of the best ones ever. said a little while ago that you had
0: a tweet from Melissa Milano?
1: Yes. Um, she was in
0: an 80s TV show, right?
1: Uh, it was called Charmed. That was 90s. Was she, that 90s? Yeah. She played a kid in uh, an And uh, the one with... Oh, Tony Danza. Tony Danza. Uh, okay. Something is right. Nope, no, that is a Chachi's. Who's the boss? Right. Who's the boss? That's on the list. So there is. I can say this: there is no Gen X male who watched sitcoms. Now that's a that's a certain group of people. All right, that did not have the ultimate crush on Alyssa Milano. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry, she was so pretty back then. She She was my very first crush. She was my very first crush. It was her and And, and the the cartoon
0: character from Inspector Gadget. Oh, well,
1: (laughs) I'm going to just drop that one, listeners. Um, (laughs) Mine was uh, the girl from, oh gosh, uh, white dude adopts two African-American kids. Oh. They have a white sister. Was it Emmanuel Lewis that got adopted? Webster? No, that was that was one of the ones that got adopted. Um, um, that was popular back in the eighties. Um, oh my gosh, there, there was, was another two one kids. Too. Yeah, why can why is this not popping in my head? I don't know. Daniel Plato uh, or something Plato. Oh, was, that kid. What was her name? And she was on this show whose uh, name? He lived in a big uh, apartment and Mister Willard. Oh. Why, why can't I remember everything except the name? Uh, yeah. Different
0: strokes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. All right.
1: So, Something Plato, Danielle, Something Plato. Uh-huh. She was also my second one. And uh, just to put a little spin on that, this was not the Playboy that I was intending to add in, yeah. which we're going to get to later, but she did play for Playboy when she wasn't getting quite as many roles. And then she went on Howard Stern... You know, she'd been in some B movies, and she did have mm-hmm. some drug problems, but uh, she killed herself the day after she was horrendously mocked on David's uh, uh, Howard Stern. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, killed herself the very next day. But that was my second crush. And it he was seems to have survived that just fine. So, well, I mean, I don't know how people do it.
0: Well, I mean, I'm sure he might have had some upheaval in his personal life, but I mean, his...
1: Media persona seems to do just Well, I mean, they fine. can't directly link one to the other. Yeah, I know. You know she had had drug problems for a long time. Fans didn't seem time. to care, apparently. Um, so Dana Plato, um, you can't you can't directly link the two. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I'm sure it didn't help. Um, but yes, that uh, different strokes that also had a great theme song. Um, mm-hmm. to bring it in. Yeah, I think it's um, on here somewhere. But, but I don't put uh, it in the top that was you know when we went into the the whole crush thing mm-hmm. yes and so who's the boss, yeah, Good who's thing the boss? Song. Uh,
0: tony danza was the star uh, he played uh, an ex baseball player professional yeah. baseball player who uh, hurt his knee or shoulder or something and that's what took him out of the league and he was living in brooklyn and su- surprisingly enough, it was the St. Louis Cardinals, not uh, the Mets or somebody who he was. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Team. Yeah. And he ends up being the live-in housekeeper for yes, a advertising daughter, ADZAC in Connecticut. Who had the blonde-headed kid. Judith Light. And... Let's see. The first it, it, blended family. That's right. And her mother, the redheaded woman, lived there too. Mona. Oh, yes. I had totally forgotten about her. I don't remember her name. She was, she was a bigger star, I think, in the 70s.
1: Yes. I think that was one of like the type of deals where, like, when you're a little bit older, you play the uh, mother in law role yeah, or the mother was, role was the original in the sitcoms. Cougars, I believe, is yes, what they were saying. Yes, I believe you're play. correct. Um, yes. So yeah, I, I think I know exactly what This you're show
0: went about. for a long time. It went for so long that he went from being the immigrant because he was Italian, mm-hmm. And they were from Italy, not just some Italian American. Went from being that's the, why Milano work. Yes. The uh the immigrant housekeeper to being a uh white collar employee at some point. I not yeah, By tell the you. end of it, that's what he was. And I believe Judith Light's character was
1: uh, a stay-at-home mom by the end. I think they did switch roles. Yeah, by the end yeah. of it. Um, but again, the only reason I was watching was because of Melissa Milano. So really, who was the boss? I'm Melissa Milano, the whole time. <laughs> That's why that that was ninety percent of the viewership was guys our age, and we really really wanted to see her. Uh, interesting the fact. Great answer. I don't know uh, it, I don't know if she released an album, but I do know she performed to a sold-out Tokyo Dome singing. Really? When she was a teenager, yes. I don't know if it was an album like, uh hate to, uh, you know, hassle the Hoff, but yeah. I don't know if it was like him or Germany. For some reason, yeah. he was platinum in Germany yeah, every man. year. Who, who knows? But I do know that Japan really loved them, some of the Simulano, when she was a teenager because a buddy of mine had a poster of her. mm and um, it, you know, I looked it up. I don't know how I looked it up as Teen Beat Magazine or something, but it yeah. talked about her performing in, in Japan, huh. singing. Well, that's a neat little factoid. Yeah, that was weird. Well, uh, but yes, yeah, she was, oh God, the first crush ever. Yeah.
0: Let's stick with, uh, you know, uh, teenage girls and go to another family of teenage girls that i'm sure a lot of kids had crushes on but not at this aspect of the
1: show sure
0: full house 1987 oh
1: please don't because the worst thing that ever came out that literally the worst and there's nothing worse than this and then we can go into the happy stuff yeah the worst thing that ever came out of the full house was the 18 year old countdown 18, uh, what? For the twins. Oh,
0: cut it out. Yeah, cut it out. <laughs> you guys can't see because we don't have cameras up yet, but we'll have we both just did the Dave Coulet. Dave Coulay. Cut it oh, out. I, again,
1: random factoid that Alyssa Milano's most popular song is a uh, not Alyssa Milano. List, uh, Alanis, Morissette's. Alanis Morissette's most popular song is about Dave Coulet. How much of a gangster is he? No joke. To piss off somebody to write a song about him. All we know for 100% is that he got he got a little busy enough either. What how much of a gangster is he that he got someone who was as hot as she was at that time period in her life. You know, maybe it's it's different in Canada because they just have a smaller population so maybe if you make it in America your famedom is a little bit bigger. Hmm. Um I don't know. Um, I mean, but Dave Cool was the shit in Canada. I can tell you that. Really? Oh, yeah. I he do. was just a guy here. He was just a guy here, but he was the shit in Canada. I can tell you that. Because I've read, I saw the
0: biography. He was like the, the, the sixth most famous person on that show. He was a
1: comedian, too. <laughs> um, and uh, he was you know known as the nice guy or whatever. Um, but I do remember seeing the Lisa Alanis Morissette biography thing one time on TV and yeah I mean it's them in different Canadian cities being constantly photographed and she looks a lot different back then mm-hmm. she was up and coming she hadn't like really hit her so
0: this was be- okay, okay, yeah it would
1: make sense that this happened no yeah and it, and the, uh, she hadn't quite uh, hit her her like anger oh phase like in the 90s tell me the name of the album jagged little pill thank you Um, So she hadn't hit her rage, but then when she released that song, every woman everywhere went rawr, like simultaneously, Mm -hmm. and apparently she did have a beef. So not blaming her. People write about what they experience, but apparently Dave Coulier did not know that for a long time, and then when he found out, he was like, whoa, okay. Yeah, maybe I messed up or I mean he did the most polite exit of all time if you know what I mean. Mhm. So, um let's take a short break. Oh, yeah. And uh we don't normally do breaks this early, but um I need to get some water, some hydration. You, you guys won't notice. Um, and so, so we will keep going through the TV shows from the 80s with our most popular theme songs and then we'll get into each Kind of sitcom as we go along, but and then also, dear listeners, rabbit holes. You're gonna hear them. So uh, uh, you know we, we're gonna branch off here. We like talking about what we like talking about. So um, when we go down these rabbit holes, they're all they're all interconnected. Um, but yeah, when we get back, we're gonna get back into theme songs. So uh, we'll be right back. Nothing for you, but a couple of minutes for us. A group of mercenaries. For a crime they did not commit, running from the U.S. military. If you have a problem that no one else can solve, you just might get help from the A Team. I mean, everybody does that. I mean, you can't. And that was not a direct quote. I, that was the best as I could do. Twenty years later, it was close enough. You had to it returned. up
0: until the very last little thing. Oh, really? Did it? Yeah, you did. 100%. And then that. You flubbed one line, but I can't uh, even tell what right. it was. That was pretty good. Though.
1: Though. I, was, I was close for just doing that off the top of my skull. But yes, A-Team. No one ever doesn't get hype hearing the A-Team theme song. So listeners, again, we're going through 80s stuff. I know not everybody has watched everything. So the A-Team really was a special forces unit. Um, I don't know if they were from Nam... We, uh, I mean, yeah. remember, it was '80s. So.
0: It, was, it was 100% they were a special team from NOM, with the colonel, uh, the captain was Face. Yes. Uh, no, wait, no, Face was a lieutenant, captain was Murdoch, because he flew
1: the helicopter. You, well, I mean, that would be reverse in terms of rank. So, was Murdoch ranked higher than Face? He was. And then B.A. Baracus... was Sergeant. Sergeant B.A. Baracus. It
0: Sergeant Badass. So, if anyone know, doesn't
1: know who that was, that is Mr. T., And he was one of the most influential African American people in a in a period of time during the 80s. I would say that dude had a cartoon people,
0: people, not not
1: African American, not black people. Okay, I'll give it to you because sort of like Hulk Hogan. If you say he was the most influential wrestler, that does take away from the fact that he did something similar to Mr. T. So Mr. T. B. A. Baracus, I'm telling you, uh, this guy had cereal. This guy made it onto G.I. Joe, the cartoon. This guy uh, had his own action figure. This guy was in Rocky as one was of the... WrestleMania. This guy was in... Re- he was everywhere. And I pity the fool that tries to find a bigger name than him in a certain time because he was super muscular. He had that particular mohawk. He had uh, the gold chains. Remember the layered gold chains. (laughs) And that dude was always positive. He never had... He was like Hulk Hogan. He never had a negative message. He always came with a positive message for kids and for people. He always fought for what was right. He was never the bad guy. You know, if you
0: see him today... I can't remember if it's the Mohawk that's gone or the gold chains that's gone. One of the two things of his shtick is gone.
1: Um, I have seen two interviews, let's say, in the last 10 years, and it was different both times. Okay. Because one time he was bald, mm-hmm. but he had the chains, and one time he had a couple of chains, not the layered, yeah. but then he had the Mohawk back, but it wasn't looking great. You know what Alrighty. I mean? All Um, but I saw yes, him on
0: Howard Stern. Yes. And Howard Stern was, you know, breaking his balls. Sure. And all of a sudden, you know, Mr. T just turns it on like he does on the a Like he Where does on the a Out of nowhere, he's just the friendly guy. And I'll say, I, I, I pity the fool. I pity the fool. And all of a sudden, he wasn't saying, I pity the fool. He was looking at Howard
1: like, I'm going to rip your face off of Yep. And because he was a very large man. Yeah, he's big guy. He was like 6'2". He was 6'2", 230? 6'1", 230, 240. But unlike my 230, it was all muscle. Yeah. I remember
0: hearing Sylvester Stallone say that when they did Rocky Three, which was 19, 1983, Don't remember that one. Was that, there.
1: that was after Ivan? It was before. Yeah, it was before because... Uh, uh, Ivan was 84, you're right. Which, okay, so here's the weird thing. We mentioned Hogan, and he was also in a Rocky movie
0: was the same one 80, it was Rocky 3.
1: Oh, okay, I got you. So Ivan Drago was after that. Yep. Okay, got you cuz I know Mr. T was in one and I know Hulk Hogan was even one because I've yeah, seen a documentary where they actually had Rocky put on a like they filmed it with him on a stand. Uh-huh. But they went back and looked at the footage and they actually reshot it mm-hmm. with him not on the stand and they loved it better. Hmm. because it showed how much bigger Hulk Hogan was than Rocky. Wow. So they decided that was more imposing. It's actually Thunder Lips. Th- Oh, excuse me. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Thunder Lips. Um, but they thought it was more imposing, so they kept the other shot in. Yeah. So I think a little interesting but tidbit. What I was
0: circling to there in a big way was um, while they were filming Rocky which uh mr t played clubber Lang, the bad guy in that clubber Lang. they said rocky said that uh sylvester stallone excuse me that they got their body fat percentage down to somewhere between two and a half and four and a half percent
1: yeah that's in- incredibly hard to do it really so, is uh
0: that'll tell you that if someone who is six foot one six foot two and weighs somewhere between Anywhere between 215 and 230, that is a big human being. That is an
1: extraordinarily muscled human being. Because yeah. I'm probably 30 to 40% fat and weigh 230 and 240. So take, just think about that. Like you were saying, take 35% of the fat out of my body. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I probably weigh 185, 190. <laughs> this dude weighed 40 more pounds of pure raw muscle
0: yeah this guy's exactly between between our sizes actually
1: yeah height wise height wise he's between us except uh uh you know uh we double his body fat percentage triple it quadruple it uh, whatever t- uh, you know, I don't know times 10. He know we could take him together though um i think between the two of us we could uh, but either way yeah. um, let's see I, yes. got, I have
0: it written on here sometime where a-Team came out in 83, so he would have been in top physical shape from hockey.
1: 100%. Um, again, led to Serial, led to G.I. Joe, led to uh, all sorts of TV shows and promotions and everything else. Um, Face got a show later. I can't remember what it was not Remington Steel, but it, oh my oh, gosh, it was something where I don't remember the actor's name. Oh, I can't remember. Hannibal but did not go on to anything. Hannibal was from Mission Impossible previously. Yes. And then uh Howlin Mad Murdoch went as uh, the only thing I really remember him from is when he was in Star Trek The Next Generation.
0: Mm. Oh, that's right. I forgot. 18 did not last long. It was only about five seasons.
1: Uh, yeah, but everybody loved it, though. That's right. That black van with the red stripe, and they uh-huh. always, again... Jacked up in the back just a little. I, I say this often. They MacGyvered things.
0: They did. They right.
1: took whatever was available to them and somehow beat the bad guys. Hmm. And they never killed anybody. So uh, that was one of those no, they, tame 70s shows. Yeah. They didn't... our eighty shows. They did not kill anybody. Who's next? uh
0: let's roll you know like i said i'm kind of shuffling up the list as we go i don't want to go into an order Mm. it's kind of like one of those things you click on for facebook oh here show me the top 20 and it you know only shows you about four of them sure so we're going to go out of order oh this is i said you're going to miss your grandma yeah this is one most people probably watched with their grandmother you're a pal and a confidant
1: the Golden Girls. That's right. That one um, is fantastic because it's iconic. Everybody from, let's say, our age group that watched that with their grandmother or their parents, you might not know the song, but you can hum along in perfect melody. I guarantee <laughs> you. You, might not, you, could sing, you could sing the words without saying them. Do you see what I'm saying?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and uh, the only one on our list... At least the one that Ben sent me, the top 10. Yeah. None of them are still in syndication. But the Golden Girls comes on every day for two hours. And my in-laws watch them because I hear (laughs) that theme song howling (laughs) down. Um, The stories of four retired widows who come together in an apartment in Miami, right? Yes. And... uh, they live together, and then one, uh, Blanche, is the more promiscuous. I think it
0: is her house, actually. It
1: might be her house, and they're renting the rooms. I think you might be right, 100%. You know what? I think you're right. You got Rose, who's the Midwestern Minnesota gal, who's... That's uh, Betty White. Betty White. I mean, who, she's been in everything. Uh, God rest her oh, soul. I got a little factoid. Um, back to
0: that. She
1: really has been in everything. Uh the innocent midwestern gal then you got dorothy who's kind of the hardened lady because of uh, her marriage didn't go so well and her husband was a cheater and then you you know the cynical mom who grew up in uh italy in sicily of Mm -hmm. all places yes um so who uh, actually
0: was not the oldest
1: character out of all of them? yes no kidding that was kind of funny um, so yes, Blanche, Dorothy, um, you know, and Sophia Rose, uh, fantastic combination. Their chemistry was undeniable, even though things have come out later that said there was some stuff behind the scenes. We're not going to go into that, of course. Um, but, uh, the, 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 I mean, a long running show that? and it actually, uh, uh had a, Spinoff because of how popular it yeah, was. Yeah, what was that called? Something Dixie Acres? Or? Um, was it, who was the character? I don't remember his name. He sounded a lot like Dick Van Dyke, but wasn't. Um, oh, yeah. And he was the doctor neighbor. Yeah. That's and right. remember Rufus, mm-hmm. the big St. Bernard? His daughter was there. There was the cheesy womaniner.
0: Oh, we're thinking of uh, Evening Shade?
1: No, it was a comedy. It was a comedy that literally came right after the Golden Girls.
0: Oh, well, the Golden Girls, actually, they actually uh, uh, Blanche uh, I just named Rose and somebody else. Sophia? Maybe. Yeah, they're the ones that opened like a hotel. Oh, I don't remember remember that that at all. Yeah, they did, and Don Cheadle's character worked with them. No way. Yes. I don't have any memory of that at all. One season, and there's a Big thing, it's gone around on social media all the time, where uh, Blanche's character had was dressed out like in this uh, like Southern Belle, uh, like
1: right out of Gone with the Wind outfit. Yeah. And had like a huge Confederate flag out in the middle of the lobby. Oh, I remember that one. And uh, there is a similar episode in The Golden Girls. Mm. Just big, so you know, that's where they stole that from.
0: Big thing. I mean, it was like. Don Cheadle did a great job of acting in that, and it really, it's very poignant, and it does a great job to lots of lost Southerners
1: who really don't understand. Uh, yeah, the whole lost Southerner thing to me is, is BS, I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, you can have Southern pride in terms of Southern morals, Southern values, um, you know, uh, earning a living off the land, possibly hunting, possibly fishing, um, you don't live in a city so you, you have a three-wheeler, four-wheeler, you go fishing. Like I said, you eat deer meat. Like, uh, I mean, there's a lot of people who have never eaten venison in their entire lives, um, unless it was prepared kind of fancily. But there's a lot of Southern folks who don't necessarily identify with that particular past. Now, would I be lying if there wasn't a giant number of folks down here where we live that definitely identify with that dixie south i would be lying to you i mean there are the sons of the confederate and all that other stuff down here however um i would say they're 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 very rapidly growing in the minority because again i think um at least in my opinion from what i see uh north carolina especially is becoming a very diverse state let's say compared to south carolina
0: well that's comparing. Uh,
1: we need to d- divert from this well i was just gonna say <laughs> uh i'm not bringing Before, anything oh, i'm gonna put my foot in my mouth oh well then let's not do that then um you know uh we were talking about don cheadle and blanche and her doing her thing so Let's go to mine's more of a statism than anything else. Oh, yeah, I'm more of a peopleism. So uh, what's next on our list? Yeah, I just don't want to insult
0: someone's state too badly.
1: Well, no, I mean, I'm going to say South Carolina. I go there all the time for work, and I'm sorry. Uh, There are, uh, you know, there's much more diversity. Maybe we're lucky because Winston-Salem and Greensboro. Greensboro is the center of the civil rights movement. Yeah, it is. So you're going to see more African American folks than you would see in, let's say, rural Alabama, or uh, you know, some other place. You know what I mean? Uh, I didn't know Detro- because you, I didn't know Detroit was 75% of,
0: there's black. Two sides of rural Alabama. Going, oh, that this is one true. side. This one's white. This side over here,
1: they're all black. Uh, yeah, they don't commingle. Georgia used to be like that. I grew up there. I remember. Yeah. You know you. Uh, as kids, you would either go to the wreck or go to the Y, and, it, and based on your color is where you went. And that is sad that I grew up in a time and like that. I can that. take you five minutes from here to where it's still like that. Yeah, I know it's still like that, but, but me and you don't have to be like that. No, I have no desire to be like that, and but there still is the Lost South. Oh, we
0: can... I know these people.
1: Oh, I mean, by Lost South, I mean they're just more of a minority now than they ever have Oh, been yeah, I totally ever. agree. That that was more of my statement, is that, um, you know, uh, I know a lot more, life, let's say put it this way, I know a lot more black folks that would be more tolerant of walking in and seeing a rebel flag and the guy going, oh, I'm sorry, it's from Dukes of Hazard. it's just, mm-hmm. I was raised in Georgia, it, I really don't mean it to be racist. Mm-hmm. I can see a lot more black folks being like, hey, it's not my favorite thing, but if you tell me this is what it means, then I'm going to be cool with you versus white folks walking in and seeing like a farrakhan poster especially jewish folks like me Mm -hmm. um you know what i mean like uh, they hit on it in uh, that movie we just talked about yeah yeah i remember what farrakhan said about the jewish folks yeah you know what i mean um so in that essence uh, again, we're coming a long way. We don't need to get political on this one. This is supposed to feel good. No, However, sadly, we um, can't
0: cover the Jeffersons because that was the 70s. Oh, the Jeffersons. That, that would Jeffersons. fit very well into this conversation. Oh, and
1: then uh, what was the... um All in the These family. are the days. Yeah, thank you, both sir. Both of those were the 70s. We can't cover Yeah, them, no, if said. we get into those, those are the 70s, but if we get into those, that's going to be one of those podcasts that will probably like, be just... Like, you people, you know, the. I mean, you know, you don't have a choice but to address things. And I'm not the type to run away from things. Uh, You know, this podcast episode sort of drew out of that Rolling Stone
0: article that we've discussed, which was the, I think it was either the top 50 or the top 100 uh, TV show things of all time. Yeah. And uh, All in the Family and Good Times were, not Good, I mean, The Jeffersons
1: were both in... The top 15 for sure. Sure. But I would say, uh, listeners, as we go along, you're going to notice a theme coming up. Because of all the top TV theme songs in the top 10, I would say 60% or 70% are African-American-based TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only that, there are ones um, even where if it is is two white lead artist an african-american sang the song uh, so uh, moonlighting i'm gonna go ahead and bring it up that w- that went to number one I'll talk about it on the contemporary number one a theme song <laughs> went to number one on the r b contemporary list the billboard that was that show
0: with Bruce Willis and Sibyl Shepherd,
1: Shep- Shep- right? Sibyl Shepherd. Yeah. She had not done anything in a while. Bruce Willis was up and coming. Um, basic plot of the show is that Sibyl Shepherd was a model. She had lost a lot of money. She had had money uh, taken from her from somebody, like somebody she trusted. Uh-huh. But she had invested in businesses, and one of them was a detective business. That was kind of like a tax shelter. Mm. And so she hired a guy and paid him, and he had no problems taking the money. Yeah. But then when financial trouble came, Bruce Willis's character said, "Okay, let's make 50-50." And let's make the I'll actually work now. Okay. And so it went from Blue Moon I how, I mean, how can you forget that? <laughs> Blue Moon something to Blue Moon Investigators. Okay. Versus Blue Moon something. It, they changed the name and that's when they started taking cases together and the dichotomy between the two of them the sexual tension between the two of them that's what made that show great and of course it's early bruce willis i mean come on he was at his best back then Mm -hmm. sybil shepherd hadn't done anything for a couple of years but this brought her back forefront and if you listen to the theme song it is an r b song um the difference i'm gonna go ahead well i'm gonna point it out i was gonna point it out at the end but i'm gonna go ahead and point it out the difference between theme songs today And theme songs in the 80s were, theme songs in the 80s were songs. Thank You for Being a Friend is a song. Yeah. The writer of the song had it on his third album. It was remade and shortened with a female lead, and he thought it was a toss-away. But he made millions of dollars off of it. Um, Moonlighting, as we're talking. Number one on the contemporary R&B charts. Um, A lot of the songs we're about to talk about, I don't want to ruin stuff, but we did already talk about 80s movies. Yeah. 80s movies had number one songs on the radio. Oh, yeah. So the difference now, and I can only think of one contemporary show that breaks the mold, Mm -hmm. and that is The Big Bang Theory. I was going to say that, yeah. And there is a tie-in with one of our top shows with The Big Bang Theory. We'll get there. But that one was done... By a famous band. Mm-hmm. So why did we go from not, I mean, not having like I mean, it was just like a short clip. Um, I think anyone who was in college in the 90s remembers how uh TNT would show uh Law and Order over <laughs> and over and over again. <laughs> yeah. And that's what you did between classes, you know, mm-hmm. you watched yeah. a lot. That theme song is iconic for the 90s, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. but it's a instrumental, and it was done by somebody famous. Mm-hmm. Um, but but think about 90s just real quick. The, Can you name the any... Friends. Friends was not an original song. They wrote it for the thing. There's no long version of that, although I will say that, that is, is a great one. That's pretty long, although... Uh, it's not an original. Like went to the top. It didn't get on the charts. It didn't. Nope. Rembrandt's version of that. that didn't, nope. I did that not. Was, I did not realize that they wrote that for that. Name any, any. I mean, I'm just giving you a chance. I know this is on the spot, but any. I don't know. I'm not prepared. There's not many. '90s had them. '2000s. You can just go ahead and forget about it. Two fifteen. Two twenty. Think about. Think about the theme songs that are on right now. Uh-huh. Are there theme songs more than just little musical intros?
0: Oh, the song for the Gilmore Girls may not have been
1: written that was for a, that show. Okay, I'll give you that one. Um, Supernatural is known for not having an intro theme. Yeah. But they are known for playing uh, Carry On My Wayward Kansas, Son yeah. by Kansas. So, yeah, I'll give you huge props because that's one of Kansas' uh-huh. best songs ever. Yeah. Um, but think about these others. I mean, they really don't have uh, How I Met Your Mother did but it was just a little blurb. Mhm. Um Seinfeld instrumental, yep. one of the most iconic though, but no, but short, short and to the point. The one one of the ones we're going to talk about. I'm just going to Sopranos? go Sopranos? Huh? Sopranos? Woke up this that morning, was, that was composed for them, but it didn't Was it? Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: See, I don't even know who did it, though. Um, but I, I know, know it's been on the radio.
1: I, I, it's been on the radio, but it was like, oh my gosh, it was here because Sopranos is so popular. Yeah. It didn't test, you know, it didn't survive the test of time. Um, this is, a, that is a so great I'm gonna go, question. I'm just going to, like, break for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to overshoot us in terms of talking, but we have um, a song that was nominated for an Emmy. Okay coming up oh i don't have that down tell me uh we have uh a the very first african-american to ever win a supporting actor role coming up if that's not who i think it is i'm I'm telling you the advancements and some of the things that happened during the 80s are just insane so we're going to get to the list i don't want to like i don't want to i don't want to ruin the surprise you know as we go down But uh, yes, uh, there are songs that were nominated. And so we have to give credit where credit was due. But again, I'm going back to my original statement. They used to use artists um, to record these songs. And uh, Bare Naked Ladies is the first Mm -hmm. band that I can think of in a very long time to do a theme song. And The Big Bang Theory has one of the most iconic theme songs of all time. I don't care. Young Sheldon. I don't know his theme song off the top of my head. I think, I think is that Weezer? I'm oh a- my gosh, I think you might be right. And I don't, But I don't remember it, dude. We watched the first uh, two seasons and yeah. then just got disinterested.
0: I think it is.
1: So. Okay. Well, anyway, anyway, back to the um, back to the list are and the teasers that are about to come.
0: Talking about, we're going to briefly talk about this next one because not unless you're close to our age, you will not know what this is. Which one, buddy? Which one? Reading Rainbow. I can fly. Okay, twice so the sky. only we will
1: keep this very very minimal. You had to have been younger in the eighties.
0: I can touch the sky.
1: Um, you're a little bit younger than me, so you might have watched it. I had aged out. So yeah. I knew, I watched it occasionally. Wait, you were in school, dude. They showed this shit in school. Oh, yeah, not in my school. Not in Georgia, they didn't. Um, I can tell you that. Why? Wow. I watched it on TV. Did you like, was your no, school it was just, like, it wasn't exceptional the, or It, it just poor. wasn't a thing back then for us. It just wasn't. Okay. Um, It's sort of like kids of the 90s. I'm going to say teenagers of the 90s. We're 80s kids, but we're 90s teenagers. Yeah. 90s teenagers, there is a select group that remember Channel 1. Uh-huh. There was a TV in every single homeroom. And that's how you got your information, your news that day. Lisa Ling got her fame because she was one of the original Channel 1 broadcasters. So reading Rainbow was a generational thing. And I I missed it by a year or two. However, LeVar Burton... Yay. Yeah, is that where he got his start? Yeah, no, he was Kunta Kinte in... That's right, in Roots. In Roots. Fantastic acting job, did not get the credit he deserved, did not get the roles he deserved after that, Um, but he was the host of Reading Rainbow. Um, He has a very gentle voice, Mr. Mm -hmm. LeVar Burton, and, uh, you know, everybody loved that show. Everybody of a certain age loves that It's like it's an educational
0: show. show where it's basically like it's sort of like they animate.
1: Yes. Uh, I mean, it's just, books. It's just so insanely good. And I believe that's what led him to get on to Star Trek. Yeah. And then after Star Trek, a lot like Spiner, who had other than Independence Day, name him in a film. Mm-hmm. Um, Riker. Yeah,
2: they, name
1: him in another film. Uh, Picard. He was in the original Dune. That's right. Sir Patrick Stewart. He was. Name another film he was in. He was an X-Men. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. He's Professor X. Never mind. He crushed it. Yeah, and he crushed Professor X, actually. He's the best Professor X that ever was Professor X. Wheels. Wheels. Oh, my God. I watched Deadpool the other night where they broke cyber... Anyway, go ahead.
0: That was Reading Rainbow. Uh, I... Not sure that i actually learned anything from it growing up but we sure did watch a lot of it in school particularly kindergarten i believe um we're gonna go from that to very masculine show show that just oozed
1: machismo do it magnum pi magnum pi we both talked about this uh like uh excuse my blubbering we both talked about this off mic about how um you know uh Both moms had a crush on Tom Selleck. At that time, Tom Selleck was the dude. He was Um, the man. He was the freaking man. (laughs) He drove a Ferrari. He ran miles on the beach in Hawaii. He looked great coming out of the water, and he (laughs) solved crimes. Yeah. And he was rich because he could afford a butler. (laughs) That could, you know, help him out. Yeah. It was like an ex MI five guy or something. I never could figure that one out. Um, but yes, uh, great, great theme song. It encompasses like uh, like unlike some of the theme songs we've talked about. It encompasses the whole show right through it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Overshots of the Ferrari, him shooting him in different like you know Hawaii clothing. Um, you got the butler. In it. It's just fantastic. It, yeah, absolutely one of the best eighties shows. And it runs the
0: course of the 80s. Yes, it does. Because it, it goes off the air in uh, 88, I believe, or 89. I was thinking 89.
1: I could have been yeah. wrong, though. So basically,
0: either way, if it's 88, I mean, it, that's when the 80s
1: are basically that's wrapping up. That's a long up. run for a show. Yeah, I mean, that's and when... it was because he was a heartthrob. And yeah. then the dude reinvents himself on Friends. That's right. And then the dude reinvents himself on the military show. Or the crime police show. show. yeah. Well, show, um, He is a genius, and he keeps rocking the mustache each time.
0: He does. It went for... It went one season longer than it anticipated. They really? It was supposed to end it, and the last episode was called Limbo. Was po- excuse me, the last supposed episode. It was supposed to be the last episode. Mm-hmm. And Magnum gets shot in a shootout in a warehouse... And he's in the hospital. No, he's not in the hospital yet. He's laying out in the middle of this warehouse, bleeding out. And in his mind, he's sort of like in limbo. You know, he's kind of fading they off. Did end it that way? That's the way it was supposed to end. Oh, uh, in the like very in last, or something. And the very last scene is him walking off through the clouds into the blue sky. And that's how it's going to end with Magnum dying and going to
1: heaven. Oh. But I don't it didn't. Remember, I don't remember it because See, I didn't watch it. It was me and mom well, watching it. You know when it was. So was, that's a that terrible ended ending. up being
0: a cliffhanger, and going into the next season, where it turns out that it opens up with Magnum in a hospital bed, fighting for his life, mm-hmm. and now it goes into his brain where he is fighting and he's dreaming the entire thing, and he's dreaming he's in limbo and. So he dreams an entire episode about reliving that shooting and all this other bunch of bullshit. That sounds eerily close to Dallas. It's really bad. Who shot Jr.? And but he does come out at at the end of the episode. But so but he the entire time he's dreaming about reliving this shooting and getting shot and being semi dead. Okay. He's not really healthy,
1: you know, that's, which is weird to me. Bad ending. Great theme song. What's next? <laughs> that's what I think about that.
0: <laughs> Do you know how Magna P ended in the long run, though? I, 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 at this point, I don't care. I hate to say that. He re upped the but Navy. You
1: just Dallas to me. He re upped in the Navy.
0: No way. Yeah, he did. He re upped on the very last oh, episode. My. Okay. That's... He was 40 years old yeah that's way he re-upped past. as a commander no nah, that's yeah, re-ups okay. as commander magnum and he had uh, found his long lost daughter mm. so there he is he's re-upped oh and uh, tc re-upped as an officer as
1: well so t and tc back in it after nam yeah this is making me angry just like the seinfeld ending yeah oh yeah it was it was awful it was, it was awful, awful. It they, they awful.
0: ruined magnum had a great song
1: had a great theme song had that's a, what
0: we're talking about though had a really good car really good car one of the best cars our, I think.
1: oh i mean come on other than uh miami vice yeah yeah at it, the time let's this say is, i'd say time. it's
0: one of the top five tv sports cars of all time
1: um is Night rider on this list
0: not on the. I don't have it. I didn't put it down for. Theme I think song that's once. an eighty song, and how it the
1: Night Rider theme song could not be on this list is insane to me. No,
0: it's on the list. I didn't sprout it down as one of my fifteen, though. Ah, gotcha. Okay, well,
1: there you go. Another you think one. it's one of the top five sports cars? Oh yeah, absolutely. Kit, awesome.
0: If you take the, the intelligence out of that car, it's just a still a gorgeous,
1: still a gorgeous, gorgeous car. Yeah, okay. It was a Trans Am. It was fantastic. Yeah, the 80s Trans Am. Like, yeah. They the, go about with 95. The, I'm talking about the Gold Wing Trans Am. That was a special edition. Okay. All right, buddy. It was. I, I, Lee I understand. Lee Pinley, our buddy, had one remade. I know how much it costs to remake it. I understand Those things that. would fly.
0: Um, we're going to go from that over to... Oh, let's go to one
1: of your favorite shows. Let's go to Cheers. Cheers. Oh Everybody knows your name. Number one, I have this on my playlist. I downloaded the song. So uh, when I play random, like once every couple of months, the Cheers theme song comes on, (laughs) and I play it through its entirety.
2: Yeah.
1: It is a feel-good song. Um, If you watched NBC in the 80s, it's ingrained in your head. Uh, The characters are ingrained in your head. Um, Ted Danson... Uh, Woody got his start there. Harrison mm-hmm. as the bartender. Ree- P- Rhea Perlman. Um And, uh, my gosh, Norm and Cliff.
0: I see Cliff is the dude from all the Toy, not the Toy Story, yes. but all the Pixar movies together.
1: Uh, toy Story, you're right. Yeah, but he's in all the Pixar movies he as well. He is the, um, he's in a, almost all of them. Yeah. But he's the pig. Yes, um, and then also Frasier Crane
0: oh yes uh, Kelsey Grammer
1: uh, Kelsey Grammer that was that's how Frasier came about um, you had the original blonde whose name is escaping me for some reason her name was Diane on character show. name was Diane can't remember the actor but then you had Kirstie Alley yeah that's where she rose to fame <laughs> Was that she was in the back end of cheers and then got another sitcom wasn't she christine i think maybe it was christine if i'm yeah i don't think they went too far Mm -mm. um but yeah uh, so for listeners who don't know it's literally a almost a three set shot there's really almost really only one shot if you think about it pretty much which is the bar yeah and then sometimes you're in uh an office back office or you're in the back office that's it um you know a uh, double camera single camera sitcom that's it uh and one of the funniest shows you will ever see on TV um a lot like seinfeld and the fact that they just dealt with everyday topics mm-hmm. you know like the guy paying his bar tab you know right? i didn't even know such things existed but back in the day you just say put it on my tab and you settled with the bar every month <laughs> I'm glad that doesn't happen to me because my wife would kill me. I'd like to pay as I go along. Um, but, you know, with Norm paying that beer tap. With Cliff being the know-it-all. Um, well, you know Normie. <laughs> and then him telling some weird story. With uh, Woody Harrelson playing the doofus from the Midwest who thought everybody was super nice and now he's in Boston figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the most fantastic shows that's ever been recorded it was on for as long as it was for a reason. Um, and I think they went out with a high note. Let's, let's leave it at that.
0: Yeah, it went from the early 80s into the
1: 90s. Yes, it, it was like, I, mean, I want to say almost like it was a 10-year show. Nine or 10-year show. Yeah. So 1,000% listeners, cheers. Watch it. Yeah, It's worth good. it. It's, there's some 80s comedy in there, but this show transcends time. Sort of like Seinfeld there are some dated materials, but in the end, it's about everyday occurrences so that anyone can kind of relate. How crazy stuff can happen to you during the day, and if someone was technically filming you, it would be a sitcom.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's basically what it is. It's one of the strangest workplace comedies you can think of, because yes, the bar is the workplace. it technically
1: place. was a workplace comedy set yeah. in a bar. Yeah, no, that's fantastic, uh, 100%. Because if you think about it, um, there was another show that didn't have a great theme song, but do you remember Alice? I remember the name. Walked in I the Diner. Remember where it is, but with I don't Mel, think I watched And her famous it line was much. Kiss my grits. Kiss my
0: grits, yeah.
1: Wasn't super popular outside of the Southeast. Yeah. But again, one or two camera show.
0: That's what's her name from Mama's Family.
1: Yep. Yeah. So again, just to give that comparison didn't have to have a whole lot of different camera angles and a different lot of sets to make a show hilarious back in the day. It was all about character interactions. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. But anyway, Um, cheers. Awesome.
0: Oh, well, we were just talking about making things simple. And we're going to take that and roll it into something that is so driven by a formula that NBC...
1: Canned it, hammed it, and did it to death. Let's let's hear it. Saved by the bell. Saved by the bell. Okay, so that one, obviously, is also going to have a special place. Because it wasn't a nighttime soap opera. It was a Saturday morning soap opera. Now, hang
0: on a second. However, it
1: had viewership that rivaled some of the nighttime shows. Let me interject before you go on.
0: Earlier, we were talking about next week's podcast. Yeah. And we said, you get up, and you got like four hours to do this. And at 11
1: o'clock, adult programming starts. I am so sorry for anyone. This show comes on at 11 a.m. on Saturday mornings. I am so sorry for anyone that didn't get to experience Saturday morning cartoons. It was a fantastic time to be a child. Because they came out with catalogs to show you the toys that you could ask for for Christmas or buy in the future. There were dedicated toy stores. Remember Toys R Us? Yes, K and B Toys. Um, you know, dedicated toy stores because kids like to imagine and weren't so damn serious now. Now they want iPhones. I wanted the seven-foot fucking aircraft carrier from GI Joe. I still want it. I still want it. To be honest with you, um, I want the Millennium Falcon. I want an AT-AT. Uh, you know, yes. My daughter it's, it's, was very it's little upset things, with and me. my daughter wants you know five hundred Roblox or whatever the hell I, that is. I ran into the
0: Millennium Falcon in the at in uh, Kenosha. Yeah. last year at a store in Reagan laughed at me hard because of the way I was acting overseeing these things in person you're a Disney
1: plus member and a Disney owner the full Death Star the Lego one yeah I'm sorry my daughter could not figure out why I wouldn't leave it (laughs) and I'm like because I gotta go all the way around it you know it's in a glass case Mm -hmm. I have to look at every little thing because it's cool yeah Um, they just built one and it was the Imperial Destroyer that Kylo Ren was on. Oh, yeah. And it is 15 feet long, 16 oh, feet man. long. man. Actual Lego star, uh, uh, TIE Fighters can go into it and dock. Oh, my God. With actual crew attending to it. Oh. That's how big this thing is. And as a kid, all I can do is just look at it and go, Oh my gosh, my inner child, like the excitement over something. I know other people think it's stupid. That's fine. You do you, Boo. Yeah. <laughs> but to me, that is the coolest it's, thing ever. That's awesome. that's ten thousand man hours at least. Yeah. Um and it bring it brings to life something that I've only seen on screen. I'm sorry. It's 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 very, very cool. So again, back to the original topic with "Saved by the yeah, Bell." Yes, so this um, is a
0: totally different song from the original show. Which yes, was it Ed was. Is um,
1: there were two different kind of shows, right? Yeah. Um, uh, but the one with Zach, Screech, and everybody else is the one that, in you know, kind of went farther. Right. Yeah. Uh, there used to be a guy that worked at the. Apparently, high school kids in the '90s in California were allowed to go to the milk shop. During the middle of high school. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. It was like Friends. You yeah. know what I mean? They got to go to a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Yep. What? Okay, whatever. Not the Southern thing, but maybe a California thing. Two thumbs up. Um, there used to be a magician that ran around it. He's, yes. he, he was booted within the first two to three seasons. <laughs> um, one of the first instances of a African-American female having a white male chase after her. Mm. in any show, period. Um so Lark Voorhees, yeah. And the deceased Dustin Diamond. Yeah. Um you know, Screech yep. really liked her character. So um they have uh the, the you know, the cast hasn't fared especially well. They have made a lot of money. Um Mark Paul Gossler has been on several like law shows or crime mm-hmm. shows. He's super popular in those. So it's just not something I watch. So I don't want to take away from his fame. Um, what's um, Trader Oh, Slater. Uh, Why is his name not coming to my head? Because he's this, he's, but he used to he do a, a show. Hollywood top news show. He did show. a show with a, um, a Menudos every day. It was like a uh, Hollywood like update show. Yeah. He made a ton of money. Um, Amber Theisen kind of... She uh, dropped she off the did a face of the planet, USA. But she did a. Uh, yeah, she did a. She did an underwear shoot. Uh, Me in my place, okay, um, was the name of the website, and they got famous people just to act sultry, no nudity. Uh, now they branched into nudity and then made a ton of money. But one of her hottest things ever is her "Me in My Place," completely tasteful. There is no pornographic, none of that. None of these beautiful. And after that, she just heard Star shot up again. Mm. Um, And then uh, that's the two males. And then Dustin Diamond did a porn, stabbed somebody and died. So unfortunately, he didn't, he went down the, he was such an iconic character. Maybe he did the, I don't know, uh, con thing for a little while to show up and get signatures um but i mean i was at galaxy con last year mark paul Gossler had a line to get his signature hmm. and get a picture taken with him i'm just saying yeah um but as far as the theme goes it's one of those ones that was composed for the show they put a little bit more into it obviously you could just tell and it was a complete song. Yes. So, um, yeah, there's nobody from that generation that if you play that song, they don't immediately know what...
0: I almost want to say they used the exact same song for the say by the Bell revival on When they Peacock. went into
1: college? No, on Peacock. Oh, I don't even know. I've yeah. never seen that. I know Saved by the Bell desperately trying to continue...
0: Yeah, it went for two
1: seasons, and um, did where they not went to continue. college with some of the same characters. Well, the college one, um, Elizabeth Berkley, wasn't
0: bad. I enjoyed that.
1: Hers is Elizabeth Berkley. College
0: years. I uh, see. That was she wasn't there. That, but she'd already done Showgirls by then. That's what. So her. you
1: brought up what I was kind of getting at. She yeah. went buck naked. Yeah. And I mean, she didn't just do a little bit. She was naked a good thirty percent of that movie. She
0: was, and she's the last of the three that I would have picked to have done that movie. And
1: she was the last of the three that I would have picked to do a movie like that. Yeah, um, yeah, it was. That was. I went and saw it. I mean, like I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to see Jesse, yeah, Capano or whatever her name was, like nude. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> this is not the nude I was thinking of. Like some boobies would be great, but this is just in your face this is raw nude for being nude. Like, yeah. oh kapal, oh I don't, I don't even care. But yeah, it's a horrible movie, horrible movie, terrible acting. Uh, the the scene in the pool is one of the worst things that's ever been filmed yeah. ever. She looks like uh, we don't need to go like into a dying it. dolphin. But anyway, yeah, she does. <laughs> um, so anyway, next next show, dude, because that just that just automatically turned me off. Save the Bell Oh, altogether. how
0: about we talk about
1: about Nell Carter and her star that was so big in the early eighties? Would give me a break, dude. She was huge, and she was the maid. Yeah, but um, I don't she think sang her own thing song. She is anymore? Don't know where she is. That's one of the things I couldn't find. She seems to have left the spotlight behind, let's say. Yeah. Um, but she's one of the two that we're going to discuss where she sang her own theme song.
0: But I don't think if you mention her name,
1: anybody today would be like, I would have I a, know a hard time is. finding anyone 10 years younger than us. Yeah. So we're talking, let's say, we split the difference 45. Ask any 35-year-old who Nell Carter is, and it's unfortunate. I don't think that they know who she would be. Yep. Because she was a superb singer, and she was a superb actress. I don't know what happened to her after her, her show. So that's where I'm going to stop right there.
0: Yeah, I, I remember watching this show. Absolutely. Much, uh,
1: the woman in charge. All the don't mess with her, but that's... she always...
0: My wife didn't know it, and I'm like, "You don't remember that? I watched that in Night Court all the time
1: growing up." Well, one theme song I don't know that's on this list, recorded by a very famous person, The Cosby Show. Yes, yeah, not on here. Bobby McFerrin mm-hmm. recorded that for
0: him. There were a few iterations of the Cosby Show theme song, though. He recorded all of them. Even the the very first one though was just instrumental.
1: Yes, I will. The first like one or two seasons. Yes. Then it, it Bobby came in, and then it changed, and seasons. it changed. Well, some of the shows we've talked about had had. Yep. Uh, but
0: the Cosby Show is one of the. It was one of the weird ones though, because not only did because it, unlike a lot of shows, changed as the cast changed. It because um, they updated it, it with it, a different. Uh, I think the best way to describe way.
1: it is it adapted and evolved. Yeah. It Whereas a it. lot of eighty sitcoms tried to play a certain shtick, mm-hmm. and then bam, that was it. Like mm-hmm. Alf, Alf was one of my favorite shows of all time. I loved it. But, I didn't like the theme song, but so, uh, no, theme song wasn't that great. However, but once the novelty of Alf wears off, yeah, it's just done. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the other shows, Night Court, there's always going to be a changing of the different criminals. Yeah, there's always a way to have the interaction of the you know their flirtatiousness. Harry possibly dating. Uh, you know, just all that different stuff going on. This one was about an alien who lived with humans. You're not going to get past that.
0: <laughs> Is he going to try to eat the cat this week?
1: Yes. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> so, great TV show. Limited premise. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And so, if you think about the ones we've been talking about, the premise can expand. And so, the Cosby show, as the characters got older... And uh, Felicia Rashad, as a younger person in the family, she could grow up. Whereas Lisa Benet, she went off to college because she aged out. But that ended up giving her a spinoff.
0: Which I'm getting ready to say right now. Dude. In A Different, different world. world. Great now theme song. That theme song makes my list.
1: That theme song makes my list, too. Um, wholly original. Um, it wasn't a radio hit because it really was a TV theme song. But yes, that is one um, sung by professionals and absolutely 100%, you can't mistake it for any other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, the, nowadays, I think like certain theme songs sound similar. Yeah, but, okay. uh, but in the 80s, they, I mean, you made your stamp in that first five minutes. And yeah, that's sure. what got people watching you. TV wasn't what TV is now today. Oh, yeah,
0: Um, I totally agree with that statement. So,
1: if you don't make your mark, if you don't make your stamp, you don't get somebody's attention, you're gone. Different world, 1,000%. It got you from the hook. And then I will say this, Dwayne Wade probably outshone Lisa Benet. Because after Dwayne Wade was on that show... So many people bought (laughs) round spectacles with flip down shades. Yeah. He himself, the character, created a fashion wave all by himself. That's how powerful that show was.
0: That show alone might be the last show I remember actually watching that had the, the earmark at the beginning. Tonight is a very special episode of whatever the show is. This one just happened to be a different world, and it's the you know an episode where somebody gets raped, uh, somebody overdoses, or Um, something. A different world. They kind of stopped doing
1: that around like
0: early to mid. A different
1: world was from a historical black college perspective. It was from a black college perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, It had a huge Caucasian following, but of course, the African-American following was there because finally you got characters you can relate to. Well, in the very first season, there was a white student. Right.
0: That person did not last.
1: No, they didn't like the token. Just for token's sake, I'm sorry. They didn't didn't appreciate it. It was poorly written. But they did tackle some pretty heavy concepts. Yeah. It was not a dumbed-down show. It was a very intelligent show. Well,
0: the theme song sort of even hits it in the, in, I agree the lyrics with that. itself. I, mean, I agree yeah.
1: with that. It touches on a subject that was, for I mean, I hate to say this for lack of a better term, touchy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but they went at it. They went at it hard. They didn't scoot around things. So you got to give them credit for that. Um, we're going to do one more of our break. And then because this one's running long, we're going to go through some of these theme songs. Uh, You know, of course, we'll give our opinions. We'll give you a little synopsis of what's going on. Um, But we're going to tackle some of our top ones. I mean, the ones that Mm -hmm. made us frenic as kids. And, uh, you know, to this day, when we hear them, we still burst out into excitement. So, again, uh, you know, nothing for you. Five minutes for us hello listeners again not long for you but a couple of minutes for us just to take a break rehydrate etc we're going to get into another pretty popular and this one if if you look at um, some of the uh, internet based opinions is in a top 10 list in terms of theme songs and that is growing pains so for those of you who do not remember we're talking uh the original thick, uh the one before uh you know the miley cyrus scandal yes uh the the father on uh on this show he was a psychiatrist mother was a media journalist oh that's
0: right yeah yep
1: uh everybody knows kirk cameron now whether it be for good or bad depends i guess on what line you lie i particularly (laughs) lie on the fact that i don't believe in discriminating we have said this several times on the 80s kids we don't discriminate we don't hate we are literally doing these podcasts to spread love like we love doing them we've been friends for 20 years it gives an excuse to get together and talk about the stuff that we loved and at the same time, we also grew up through the years where America became much more diversified, and that is just the way we see the world. Um, and it is contrary to some religious beliefs. I won't say all, and it's contrary to certain doctrines. Let's say certain Southern, um, although you know we can't really say Southern because Texas is it Southern um you know there's a good swath in ohio that Mm whole you know that region where they might not have uh you know they're probably more kirk cameron than we are um and so kirk cameron if you don't know he's very well known now because of his christian ideology i do not dislike him because of it i i'm not going to blame him for for anything because we don't do that however when you use your ideology to destroy others, that's when I start getting involved. I, I, I think if you want to be religious, be religious. Just don't hurt anybody else in the process. And so um, he became very religious in some of the, not the first couple of seasons, but let's say around season three or four.
0: Yeah, it was after it was near the end of his high school. right. Because very, he, you could very, tell in the show.
1: Yes, the tone of the show, the jokes, and everything changed because but, Kirk Cameron yeah. was the star technically. It wasn't, Alan, it, wasn't Thick, it wasn't Alan. It wasn't Alan Thicke. It wasn't. Oh, who played the sister? Tracy something. Tracy Hunt. Um, so uh, it wasn't them. Kirk Cameron was the heartthrob on that show. Mm-hmm. And so uh, people tuned in to see, and it almost became like a, it, it, it's like The Simpsons. The Simpsons started out as a show about Bart and yeah. Lisa and how the parents related to them. Over time, within 10 years, it became a show about Homer and mm-hmm. how stupid he was and the adventures he got into. Because Matt Growing figured out that uh, the Eat My Shorts era, the I Caramba era, That had passed on, so he adapted and went with what would be the most ludicrous thing in the world. I mean, Seth MacFarlane follows a similar style with Peter Griffin. I mean, I'm sorry, but there's always an outrageous character, and Homer's that character. However, Kirk Cameron, um, his girlfriend, Jeannie McCarty, um, in season four and season five, Uh, she ended up posing for Playboy, and he got her immediately fired um, because of his religious beliefs. And the people at ABC were not going to intervene until he said so? Um, He threatened to leave. That'll do it. And so are you going to take the girlfriend of the main person, or are you going to write her out and get a new girlfriend? Yep. So I'm not going to say that 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 religious doctrine crept into the show at the very end. I'm just saying that show was very tame after a couple of seasons, especially after the McCarty um, kind of, not scandal, but, oh my gosh, we've seen her naked.
0: And it gets so tame to the point that his... Girlfriend, fiance would be wife on the show was actually his. Who was his real wife?
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, so if we're just sticking to cool theme songs, I'm gonna say yes. This yeah, is one of the coolest ones. It was longer than some mm, of the other ones. Yeah. Um, one of the ones I will say just to kind of uh, just random break side note. Um, if you've ever if you've ever heard of Perfect Strangers because it's been remade a couple of times. To no avail. But if you go back and watch the original 80s version of of Perfect Strangers with Balky Baltakovich, um, that one was a minute and a half long. It was a full song, and it showed you during that how exactly the two of them met. Mm -hmm. This was not one of those cases. This painted the typical, and I hate to use it, wasp family in suburbia America. Um, I mean, the whole final shot is just them smiling, you know, and then everybody walking off, and Alan Thicke's like, yeah, (laughs) that's my family. (laughs) Um, So, uh, you know, you got to go with what was, you know, prevalent in America at that time. Well, it was 85, so... Yeah, um, so what I will say about this is that uh, the show is funny, not that funny, Um, and I think Kirk Cameron has done more damage than good over the years because some of his statements and beliefs have been really, really polarizing. It seems like black and white to him where I feel like life is a lot of gray. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? There are certain black and white things. I do believe in you shouldn't kill anybody. That's black or white to me. Mm -hmm. You you shouldn't kill anybody. Now, if you do it in self-defense, it becomes gray. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you should sure shouldn't have to do it. If you murder somebody. Yeah. Let's let's put it that way. How about that? I'll I'll rephrase my statement. If you murder somebody, yeah. no, that's a black and white situation to me. Yes. Um but Kurt tried to make almost everything black and white.
0: Yeah, he's that type
1: of guy. And uh he came out really douchey because of it, in my opinion, my opinion only. Um and so I'm not gonna talk about that show very you long. You know, we're going to talk about Other than these... the fact that the theme song was awesome. Well, I wanted to invite everybody to our... Uh... And, oh, I mean, I'm sorry. One more thing. Yeah. Really random fact. If you watch the very last season, which is season seven of Growing Pains, of all people, Leonardo DiCaprio is a substitute for the young man that had already moved on. Like the, the kid... Mm. So they have a new young youth do, in there. That's the jump, t- typical jump the shark moment. I mean Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm talking about the same thing as this, uh, it's the Wolf
0: of all State, Everybody,
1: what, um, what's his name? Uh, was on ER, George Clooney. Yeah. People don't remember that he was on Facts of Life. Facts of Life. He was
0: also on this next show. We're going to talk about in just a quick second. Oh, let's move. But let's I move on because I don't care about this show. Just want to invite on. everybody to our next. Uh, Podcast. It's going to be uh, a Jew and a Methodist and a dog. Seriously. <laughs> a Jew, a Methodist, and a dog walking to a bar. Yes. Okay. And uh, apparently George Clooney got his start in TV. And he also got a start as the
1: soup of Wellman's Plastics at Roseanne. Roseanne. Um, fantastic uh, intro. Fantastic show. Because, again, I believe the same thing as some of these other shows that I've talked about. They showed life as it is.
0: That show was um, traditional it, to do that. It
1: was gritty. I mean, I mean it, they, had, they had marital problems. They had financial problems. Yes. They had daughter problems. Everything that the average family goes through, they addressed. And I think that's the reason that show was as popular as it was. It's still Along happening Along with today. the phenomenal acting. Yeah. The acting was superb. Look at everybody who's been in that show. They have gone on to do great things. Yes. Um, uh, the boyfriend ended up as the main person in uh, oh, Big Bang Big Theory. Big Bang Theory. Yes. And he even brought the his girlfriend, who was on there. I, I'm sorry, I'm Sarah bad names right now. Sarah Gilbert. Over but before that, he was also in a couple of movies. He was. Oh uh, in... well, he remember he was in the uh, uh, Christmas Vacation. Yeah, uh, that's right. He was People do good. not remember he, he was, was a, a young kid oh in my, Christmas Vacation. The one...
0: That they filmed her in North Carolina, the, the, the Sarah Michelle Geller and Freddie Prince Jr. Scooby Doo. No, the horror franchise. Oh, uh,
1: I know what you did. Or... Last summer.
0: Yes. He was in that. He played. Uh, I did not realize. Yeah, that. he did. He played one of the local toughs.
1: Uh, oh, well, how can he how play? How can, can he with? play a local tough? Yeah, okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so, I mean, that show spot. I mean, good God. Uh, John, right? Yeah, John Goodman. John Goodman. He's gone on to play in tons of things. He's a blues brother now, by the way. Yes, he's an official blues brother, uh, uh, you know, because Stan Aykroyd's still around, but uh, the bluesy brother is not along.
0: And speaking of which, being a blues brother, he plays the harmonica, which I think he ends up playing that harmonica along with the dude from Blues Traveler. Really? Yeah. In the
1: theme song for like the last season, if not the last two seasons. Wow, that's kind of cool. I didn't know that. I remember him from Oh Brother While Out There. He was in the the Kong movie Mm -hmm. that just came out. You know, he got eaten. That was, I mean. Because he played with Blues Traveler on the show. That's cool. At least twice. Yeah, John Goodman's prolific. Roseanne, unfortunately, got canceled by Cancel Culture um yeah i'm sorry i've heard people say a lot worse so i don't think they should cancel her um but that's just the way things were at that period in time so i'm not judging she did say some pretty horrific shit, but at the same time i have i mean like there there's been other people that said way worse but they weren't canceled so that's all i'll say um roseanne the revival has gone on for a couple of yeah, seasons the Connors, yeah uh, the Connors aren't super popular I but they're not. they're popular enough to keep getting new seasons i think we're into season four now uh five i think oh yeah yeah and so and this uh, is a long season this one is roseanne has, one has a comedy special episodes. coming out and it's going to supposedly yeah i heard about that it's going to supposedly kind of be pretty right-winged but whatever mm. i mean Pageant, Ted Nugent made a bunch of money being right-wing, so go ahead, Roseanne, he, you do your thing. Um, but it's it's, but a, it's yes, a heavily a great, blues theme great, song. Uh, back to the original, great theme song. And listeners, if you want to watch a TV show that accurately depicts what it was like during that time for the average family, that's one of them. And for some reason, my brain just came up with another one that's even more like what life was actually like, and was twice as controversial. Hmm. Married with children. <laughs> yeah, Wait. I'm that, sorry. Technically, that could they, have been one. They it came used out. a mm. song that had already been recorded. It came out in 1987. Love and marriage. Yeah. Love and marriage. No one forgets that. That's Christina Frank Applegate, Sinatra, wasn't it? Huh? That's Frank Sinatra. Yes. Uh, Christina Applegate. Yep. Um... She blossomed into a O'Neil. massive star, but Ed O'Neill has been in a ton of things. Who Katie played Seagal. Peggy? Katie Seagal. Katie Seagal has been. Yes. She's still in things, isn't she? On Son of Ark, Archi- uh, Sons of Anarchy, or something like she that. She was. She's in Roseanne. There you. God bless <laughs> that woman. Never stops working because she really doesn't age. If you look at her, um, she doesn't look like Peggy <laughs> '80s, but she doesn't oh. age, dude. That is so crazy. She was um david faustino um one of the weird twitter interactions he and i used to talk all the time at two or three in the morning because it was california well he he actually uh started like a dj business um where he DJed at night and he was very very popular so he's making his money too um now the two neighbors disappeared Mm. into obscurity yeah if you think about it. Now, remember, they replaced the one neighbor about halfway through. Yeah, with the guy that replaces everybody. The, yeah, literally, the blonde guy yeah, with Ted the face. Ted McGinnis? Or, I mean, he's like in every show, yeah. but no one ever remembers him. Yeah, He was in Happy Days? Yes, he was. Oh, my gosh, that's a good he replaced pull right Richie. there. Um, but, yeah, so if you're talking about... A, a, there you go. That, that one right there. Look up Love and Marriage on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Download it. If you watch it, that one was almost... It was almost like a parody, but it was so close to home. Um, You know, I've talked about my dad, didn't laugh a whole lot. I'll never forget this because we had moved from Georgia. Dad had moved from a cannery to a brewery. Um, He moved up in the chain, so now he's one of the bigger guys. We had to rent a house while our house was being built. And... For some reason he decided to rent a house that was made in the 1800s Mm. um no central heat had air but no central heat we literally had a pipe stove heating system and so for those who don't know about that that is literally a giant iron stove in the middle of your house with a flat top on it you could even cook on it if you wanted to i've done that and uh you have to constantly get wood and put it in there, and then you shut the door, and the wood does burn a lot longer. But that's how your house gets heat because that's connected to all the heat grates. Um, that's how old this house was, and so we moved. Uh, my brother and I were devastated because we were just getting into our social peaks, you know, mm-hmm. at that little tiny age. Um, I'm coming into North Carolina as a seventh grader, sixth or seventh grader, mm-hmm. like that's prime tween age where you're just so awkward to begin with. Um, but I had an old black and white TV and a room upstairs so I could always play with my Nintendo, which my parents got me. Thank God. That was one thing they did splurge on me was the Nintendo. I could play that upstairs. Um, and back in the day, TVs, and this is going to really age me. You had one through 13 or UHF. Yep. <laughs> one of those two. Um, you normally had bunny ears in the back of your TV, and one through thirteen were the major networks. But back then, there was this little tiny network called Fox. <laughs> they had the Tracy Ullman show. They had Herman's Head. Yeah. They had uh, a lot of shows, but Married with Children is the one that Richard Brant is that his name? Grant? Brant. What's his name? The Australian. owns fox
0: oh uh, oh God!
1: richard brant no i thought it was richard brant maybe i don't know it doesn't matter listeners however fox back then you could not get programming during the day they didn't have enough to show you during the week every night from about 6 to 11 before it went to static were old b-movies but then on Saturday and Sunday, they had their own original programming. One of them was The Tracy Ullman Show, who is a British actress who did a skit show in the vein of Lucille Ball, where she played a bunch of different characters in every single skit. Well, between skits, instead of going to commercial break every single time, and the show being really choppy, they showed a cartoon called The Simpsons. <laughs> And these little shorts were maybe five to ten minutes long at best, and the shorts became so popular that it turned into the TV show that is now the longest-running TV show on TV.
0: Dang, how is that not a, the most popular theme song of all? Well, time? I, I was going to
1: say the same thing because The Simpsons, but you know, it's a it's kind of an instrumental, and but uh, but if we did a show on top ten most recognizable yeah theme songs. That's up there. I don't care. Yeah. Everybody knows the... I mean, yeah. 35 years. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've touched enough generations where a lot of people know that. Um, but getting back to it, one of the shows that they would show along the same lines, but it didn't come on until 9 o'clock, uh, was Married with Children. Um, love and Marriage. Automatically, again, Sinatra. It kind of gets your peak interest, but then it's about uh, an Illinois average family Um, and I mean, you know, the girl is kind of boy crazy and dressed provocative. The young teen is more like kind of a perv and, you know, more technologically savvy. The wife is a perfect housewife in the fact that she will not work (laughs) (laughs) and she doesn't really care. And then you got the the shoe salesman in Bundy who scored three touchdowns in one game at Polk High Mm. and he's been hanging on to that legacy. Even into his thirties and forties while he's a shoe salesman, um the jokes from that and the concept of that, getting back to my original statement, one of the few shows that my dad would cackle <laughs> because he understood it was the day to day doldrum during the eighties. Nothing's exciting happening. you know, my mom worked, but I'm sure there might have been at home moms that you know that you know they didn't feel necessarily fulfilled and then the husband comes home and doesn't show him a lot of respect yeah so you can imagine the type of conversations those two people would have well this one exposed the worst of those conversations (laughs) like the dirty ones the the pit for Pat you know what I mean like that back and it did it in a way that uh, again shot it to stardom next thing you know Fox has a uh, Simpsons special Christmas special Fox blows up. Now they're showing reruns of other shows during the week, not just B movies. And then they're coming up with more original programming. So um, I'm sorry, I went off on a tangent and told you the history of Fox. I know, it was a
0: wonderful time to be alive. Broadcasting,
1: but that is my experience. I grew up with Fox. Yeah. Because again, I knew to check the VHA, you know, and it was VHF 45. And and if you will look, what is ABC still called to this day?
0: Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah.
1: I almost wish I'd put
0: Mary with Children down instead of Family Matters for this last one. Well, before Matters, we get to number this one. Is,
1: yeah, number one is number one. Family Matters uh, wasn't in an offshoot. Was it? I thought it was. Dang it. I might be wrong. For some reason, I thought it was a spinoff from another show. Mick, might have been. I don't know. <sighs> I don't remember either way. I and mean, um, all these. You're talking TGIF about a show that dominated Friday Night. Yeah. Dominated and made Steve Urkel a household name. Um, and so, um, you know, that one definitely, you can't forget it because what we, we, we talked about it uh, off mic. What was it? Friday Night something? TGIF. TGIF. Oh, God, it's Friday. That had a bunch of shows. Um, it did. Some of them, obviously, we're not talking about now. But it had a bunch of shows in a row. So as a family, let's say your kids are too young to go to football games on Friday nights. You can throw this on, order a Domino's pizza and avoid the noise. And no cursing, no sexuality, no nothing. It's as bland as it gets, but it tries real hard to, to tackle sensitive topics. But they do it in such... A way that no one in the family comes away without a really happy go lucky feeling. Exactly, yeah. A full house was one of those TGIFs. And uh, step by step. Mm hmm. And. Didn't that one have Suzanne Summer? It did back when she was, man, she was hot. Hey, the, 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 believe me, there's a reason why the Thigh Master sold what it did.
0: I can't remember what the fourth one was, though. Cannot
1: remember. I, I'm having trouble because. No, no. what, what was the one that. That was the one where the guy went, whoa. That was uh, him. No, uh, Cody, man. Blossom. That was NBC, though. Had NBC, and yeah. that guy went, whoa. Yeah. But the other one said something. Brody? Remember the character Brody? Yeah. He was like the surfer yeah. dude yeah. Yeah, or that's whatever. Him. Yeah, that's he got him. in a lot of trouble later on in life, but. Yeah, he started He started in some kung fu movies or something. Like, yeah, but he started, remember, in that show, Step yeah, by Step. Yeah, the, he was real. I don't remember He's, why he would come over even I, now. I, I have a feeling we're probably worth more than he is. He's probably not doing so hot in life. I can't imagine myself doing worse off than he is, but yeah. you never know. Royalties can pay That's dividends.
0: True. We, who knows? He might have been one of these cons or
1: something. Who knows? Off I the just corner. know we had bad press lately. I don't remember exactly what it was. I just remember them saying, Brody from Step by Step had a... robber, And I remember going, What? Not that, uh, dude. Really? And then it... Yeah.
0: so Well, I wish I... Man, I really wish I had cued up the music so
1: i could have hit it uh, um yeah this is the one it's, um you me. know recently we sent a meme uh, i pushed about, this i
0: pushed this hard uh, early about in
1: the 90s week. generation people and how they react when they hear the start of welcome to the jungle nah. and i have not had a single person my age not laugh their ass off because the guy in the video, it just starts with a and then he starts screaming, you know, the and He's like, oh my God, and he just starts beating on shit and running around the room, you know? I don't know anyone, like, our age that doesn't act that way yeah. when Welcome to the Jungle comes on. Oh, yeah. There's only one other song that I can think of, and Welcome to the Jungle, I think it was 90s, actually, Not, uh, late 90s. It was, Welcome to the Jungle was off, Welcome, uh, the first album. Uh-huh which was... Was that not
0: 90? It was late late 80s. Was it late 80s? It was
1: 87, dude. No way. Okay, then I'm definitely aging myself. So, um, yeah. This is the other one. Um, One of... I will guarantee you top five worldwide most recognized TV theme song. I would make a bet about that. (laughs) I
0: thought you were going to say... Worldwide top five songs you've gotten a speeding ticket to.
1: No, but <laughs> guarantees you top ten songs that you've definitely opened it up on a summer <laughs> afternoon if you lived during the 80s.
0: <laughs> yes. 100%. Yes. I did not make either of these two videos, but I shared two videos that some people in Miami, they I think they actually took out their drones and flew them around South Beach and oh, yeah. the whole city. It was some of the most beautiful things I've seen people chop together to make a reel or it, and layer it over the Miami Vice, Miami Vice. Vice theme song, and it Number was great. Number
1: one, at least in the 80s, in my opinion, I can't think of another theme song in the 80s that got me more hype for a TV show than that one. And it was just at the age where it was on Friday night at 10
0: Friday nights this is what was able this off. this is the offshoot Friday night. This made night, TGIF possible just even though this was a little NBC. bit
1: past most people's bedtimes because it did deal with a lot more uh, serious topics. people died um, I mean, I mean gosh, the gun was iconic from just from the show. the gun had its own personality yeah um. But yes, the Miami Vice theme song with the techno and the guitar and the do 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 I mean, it just mixed so many different songs together and then overlaid over, exactly like Ben Davis just said, overlaid the images of, and I'm going to be honest, like the highest parts of Miami, of course, but yeah. it fit perfectly. Like every single, and almost like they it ended on a beat. You know what I mean? It was one of those things (laughs) that it cut from scene to scene perfectly. Um, And yes, uh, Don Johnson and Michael Diamond? Philip Michael Thomas. Uh, Philip Michael Thomas. Uh, One of the first shows I was ever allowed to watch with a mature theme to it. Hmm. It was the one thing I could watch that my brother couldn't watch because I was two years older. Uh... And I would put a little pallet down with because mom loved it too, yeah. And uh, I'd put a little pallet down and be five feet from the TV. <laughs> um, one of uh, the first shows, I think, that used music to really convey mm-hmm. feelings during scenes. I think it's one of the first shows that used stereo. Um, I think you might be right as well. Um, the Like when I think of it. I think Phil Collins coming in the air tonight there's an episode episode. where I mean it's very solemn I mean like somebody dies they a drug bust going wrong and then it's nothing but like a montage of Don Johnson and Philip, and they're riding in his sports car with the but it's all over Miami but it's at night and they just look they're they're, the, the the looks on their faces. And it made you feel solemn because they picked the right song. You Mm -hmm. know, they they drove that depression. They drove that weight into you with the song. And they were very good at picking popular songs to insert into that show that would give it gravitas, let's say. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yes, if there are any listeners who haven't seen Miami Vice, it actually holds up because there's not... Miami vice was never very uh uh cheesy. It was drug bus cocaine bus it was miami during that time some cheesy episodes
0: in the fourth season and then in the beginning of the fifth, but it held up very well through the first and second seasons. Those so I'm best. thinking one through three. I oh, lost yeah, they interest. were great.
1: They were great. I'm going to be honest. I lost interest near
0: the end. Oh, dude, I've seen this. I own this on Blu-ray. It's upstairs. I watched it during the pandemic. Oh, well, that's fantastic. I oh. bought it. I'm like, it, it was on Peacock, and I was watching it, and there were commercials, and I was yelling at the TV, and I'm like, what am I doing? I have Amazon Prime. So I,
1: it was here in two days. Fantastic, I'm like, watch um, it. <laughs> but one of the shows that I remember... 1,000% was a Friday night thing that you did after dinner, you had your PJs on, and you buckled in for the ride that was Miami Vice. Oh, spectacular show. Uh, Again, one of the probably one of the better done crime dramas. Can... And it wasn't just a crime show, it was a crime drama. Because there was always some drama in that show, whether it be a female... Um, The interaction between the two cops, Mm -hmm. the interaction between the uh, commander, you know, there was always something. And then there's the the drug aspect, and they missed certain ones. And then, oh, it was just so well written. I
0: wish I had a better memory of watching the show live. I can only honestly remember watching one episode live as is. But we talked about Laserdiscs. yes. Uh, let's see the pilot, and then the pilot—not the pilot, but the first episode of second season called the Prodigal Son. Both of those they made into like movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're and right. they put them out on Laserdisc, disc. Well, we had those on Laserdisc, and I can remember watching those giant, numerous, C- numerous giant times. CDs for those who don't yes, know. numerous, numerous times growing up. I Before a, everything became ones and zeros. That's right. I am a huge Miami Vice fan, and I guess I always have been. And that is the list. I have one all here, list here, but I can't list it now because basically it kind of
1: bleeds into next week. So let's do um, let's do it next week then, because I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, we have yet. We came up with this actually while we were prepping for this show. Uh-huh. Um, we're going to do the top. We we're going to say top ten, but we always get to the top fifteen or twenty. Car. Tune theme songs. Now, uh, faithful listeners, this is the reason we're going to do this. Um, If you're a child of the 80s, there is no way you don't know what Saturday morning was like. Um, It is not what kids' Saturday mornings are like. Nowadays, they don't have a reason to get up, make their own cereal, and let you sleep in so that they can watch their shows by themselves. But during the 80s, Cartoon Saturday was the best thing ever. And for three to four hours, depending on what time you got up, it was nothing but your favorite cartoons, a lot of which were also your favorite toys. And so we're going to talk about the theme songs to those because I would even say, in my own humble opinion, Ben, some of those are better than the songs we discussed tonight. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Now, whether it's because I was a kid at the time and I like it, but you know, I was in symphony for seven years. Mm-hmm. I, I got an ear. I'm sorry. I thought they were. Well, I'm just gonna go on record. I think they're better written songs.
0: It doesn't take uh, a show about uh, what someone with you know oxygen. <laughs> flowing through your bloodstream I suppose for the song could be good
1: I think part of it is going to be nostalgia like we talked about Yeah. part of but, our podcast whole thing is we're two guys that were you know around at the same time and we enjoyed the same media
0: some songs will be more poignant
1: but some you're... songs are just lyrically and musically better and so we'll we'll get, we, you know, hey, look, we're already starting you're not in on you. Have you've been listening for two yeah, hours now. You're not going to have a
0: Sweet Low, uh, Sweet Chariot uh, cartoon.
1: No, no. It's almost like Songs of the South. We, yeah. At some point, you've got to move on. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Uh, now, Kill the Wabbit will always be one of the best songs ever because um, it was based off of a classical opera. These songs we're talking about from the 80s um, are just so catchy. You want to sing them. So uh, that gives you a little bit of a preview. Now, as always, make sure that you look on social media and find Ben's videos. Those little tags actually tell you what we're going to be talking about. And so if you'll notice, we covered pretty much all of the ones in uh, the, the, the tagline. And so you know what you're going to get. Uh, me and Ben... Are Pretty level-headed guys. You're going to get a a non-biased, let's say, opinion about things. And uh, faithful listeners, we hope you just enjoy listening uh, to two guys, again, who were kids in the 80s. And we enjoyed all that media. And so if you're a young listener, you can take our advice on what to watch and maybe not what not to watch. If you are a Gen Xer, then everything we're saying is just going to uh, bring back a flood of nostalgia for you and maybe even uh, cause you to go on to Netflix or whatever and re-binge a show. Either way, we're here to entertain. We appreciate you listening. Please don't forget to like and subscribe. And as always, Ben Davis, take us out.
0: And you can always find us on... All the social media apps. Uh, we are on TikTok as at '80s Kids Ben Davis. We are on Instagram, Ben Davis and Carthy. You can find us on there. Nineteen Eighties underscore Kids. And I got the names changed on Facebook, so you can search '80s Kids podcasts, and we'll show up on there.
1: And and don't forget your favorite podcast uh, distributors: Spotify, yep, uh, Anchor, uh, some of the other ones. Uh, Spotify, I think, has. If, I hate to say it, but if uh, you're driving and you want to roll around at night with a really cool look in your car, our, our logo is fantastic at night. If you're listening through Apple CarPlay or <laughs> Google CarPlay, so really it just is cool.
0: Yeah. Um, let's see, I, there's a link tree which will take you to all of the uh, podcast accounts on uh, our Instagram account. So you click on that, and it will take you to Spotify, Apple, Amazon, uh, Comcast, whatever, and you're good. So that's that, and you guys have a great weekend. Talk to you next week.